Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Welcome to episode 14 of the Play It By Ear podcast, and uh, we welcome you once again, uh, all of our loyal and faithful listeners. I believe Brady has assigned a name to you, Earbuds. Is that right, Brady? It is. It, it, I, I was pretty proud of that. And that's not bad. That oh. may have to go on a t-shirt. We keep talking about t-shirts and, <laughs> and Play It By Ear wear, but uh, we need to get on that. Yeah. I, I think we have a lot of ideas. So we said hi to Brady. Hi, Todd. How you doing tonight? Hi, Todd. Hello. And I'm, of course, I'm Eric Fiscus. And again, we uh, thank you for enjoy, enjoy, enjoying us. <laughs> Hope you enjoy us. Joining us again, uh, again, episode 14 uh, on our, all of our outlets, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play Podcasts. If you have a Google Play Music account, that's our newest outlet. Uh, among many others, anchor.fm backslash play by ear podcast is our home page where you can leave us a voice message. We haven't gotten any voice messages for a while, so uh, waiting for you all to talk to us about some of our, uh, usually it's things we miss. I think that's what we've established. You know, you, we talk about things and we don't do much rehearsal and then we miss great opportunities and you all keep us in check. So that's it's a good way you can do that. And speaking of keeping us in check, um, that's actually not a segue at all, but I could not wait to tell everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you, that we reached an important milestone a few days ago, um, or last week, where we actually had our 1,000th listen. So a 1,000 times, people have taken their time to listen to our shenanigans and tomfoolery, and we cannot thank you enough. That was very, very humbling and awesome. Yes, sir. Yes. This is a special episode for two reasons. Number one is uh, 14 was my old basketball number growing up. And also tonight is the first night that Brady is sporting some headgear uh, that I have yet to see. So, Are you staring at my headgear? I'm, I'm, enjoying, the, uh, I'm enjoying the headband, Brady. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I, I had to break this out because, uh, because of the quarantine. I have not had a haircut in over three months, so I had to do something to kind of regulate my flow. It's very— While I was— it's very Gary Sharonish. Very Gary Sharonish. That's a yes. good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. Gary Sharonish. Yeah. I have to take a Gary. picture to to post on Facebook of uh, for our listeners to see the the headwear Brady is sporting. Yeah, and it, and again, it'll take you three months to get a haircut once they open up on Friday. <laughs> yeah, well, I've already decided I'm not going to do it. I'm I, I've decided that August first, I am not going to lay shears to my uh, mop until August first. I'm going to come out of this looking like. Um, somebody from White Snake in 1987. So White Snake, White Snake, <laughs> beat you to okay. it. <laughs> Thanks, buy me a Coke. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to put a question mark behind that when you say that. White well, Snake. We had a dear friend that would always put the um, en- the emphasis on the wrong syllable, and he would say <laughs> White Snake. So we always had a um, a great fun of uh, needling him about that. 
a little more fun with words and fast <laughs> and fastest on the wrong syllable. I love it. <sighs> All right. So, uh, off, uh, that was a little sidebar tomfoolery there. So, uh, you know how this works. If you've joined us before, we all come to the table with a topic. We talk about it for 20 minutes, and we take turns as to who goes first. Again, the conversation is largely unrehearsed, so a lot of what we come to the table with, this is our first time talking about it at length. So uh, sometimes it does very well, and sometimes it does somewhat well. I think they've all done done pretty well, so yeah. we'll see how this goes. And uh, I believe it's Brady's turn to start us. Brady, what you got? All right. I'm going to come to the table, literally and metaphorically, because we're going to be talking about things that are on the table or sometime. We're going to be talking about strange foods that you've come across in your lifetime from childhood on, whether it be something that was weird in your pantry, something that was weird that your parents or grandparents ate, Something strange you had on vacation or at a restaurant or something that you heard about somebody eating at some point. And um, so we have lots of possibilities that are probably going to be chuckle worthy. They might get your curiosity up, get your Epicurean um, radar up there. And I was waiting to use that word Epicurean, <laughs> by the way. But um, so uh, we're going to kick this off with something that um, – Actually, Todd, I want to throw it to you because we were having a good chuckle um, at the beginning about a certain kind of uh, meat product. And uh, so, Todd, take it away. You, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. have to lead with this. You, you, you got to put meat in quotation marks for this. <laughs> go, go ahead. I use the term meat loosely. Loose meat. <laughs> Don't talk about loose meat here. Go ahead. Loose, loose meat sandwich from uh, Rose. <laughs> It was a great Roseanne episode back in the day when <laughs> anywho, I uh so today I for lunch I was back in I was back in my bedroom and I, I smelled something wafting through the house and uh and it, it brought back some uh, some good memories from when I was a kid and uh, you know I came out and, and Sayed was cooking something on the stove and I'm like, well, you know, what are you making? And she said, I was frying up this treat. I, we had a can of treat in the pantry. I don't know where it came from, but uh, it was about to go bad, so I, I was just going to fry it up and see if, if anybody wanted it. And uh, so I decided to have a treat sandwich, and uh, so it was a treat treat. So it was please, mighty tasty. Uh, please tell us, because i got to be honest with you. I've heard the jokes. I've never—what exactly <laughs> is treat? Well, Fiscus, what would you call it? <laughs> Not A. <laughs> 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 I, I, w I would guess the uh, the ingredients of, of such a thing are along the same lines as people say are, are in hot dogs. <laughs> that would be my guess, just in a different form. <laughs> Lips well, and anus. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, some might call it the the poor man spam, but I actually call it the rich man spam because, I, you know, it seemed like treat was was not. As readily available, so I'm assuming that it was harder to get. Therefore, yeah, <laughs> because you lived a middle class existence because no one around you was buying treat because people could afford spam. Oh, they they were they were buying it all right. They were just fishing with it. 
I, I've got to give it up. Uh, and catching nothing because even the fish wouldn't eat that stuff. Hey, I like any food that you can fish with or eat. So there's spam, treat, weedy balls. <laughs> oh, poor you got, you. you got breakfast, lunch, and dinner right there. <laughs> Some catfish for a midnight snack. Okay, weedy balls. Dough ball is what my dad called it. Yeah. And I, I I don't know that Wheaties were in it, but I can't really tell you what was in it. The only thing I can remember, the only ingredient I can really remember was Cairo syrup was in it. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was, it was this mishmash of, I don't even know what, but it, it, it was interesting in that, you know, you say Wheaties balls, it, you could, it was pliable and you could put it like into balls like Play-Doh or something, but, and Brady, I don't know how much experience you've had in that but uh um, well i was not that familiar with ed to be <laughs> that well the, the reason they're actually two different things and i i'm not the fisherman i was when i was younger but you could buy you know you could buy pre-made dough ball material and you and you and you shaped it into the the bait size balls that you fished with or you they had i, I know that some people in my family, we, they had a recipe for it where you can make it up. But then Wheaties Ball was almost something else. You pretty much could just take Wheaties, get them, you know, fill your handful of Wheaties, dip them in the water, and and form them into a ball. You, no other ingredients needed. Uh, carp love them, but you got to cut out that mud vein. <laughs> Good eating. Good eating. So, so you just made a comment that you would eat Wheaties Balls, yet you railed on wet food on pool decks three episodes ago <laughs> I, don't, I don't get i don't get this dichotomy here well, well i didn't i don't really eat weedy balls i fished with them but, yeah that was part of my joke was i like food that i can fish with and eat with but i would never eat wet weedy balls <laughs> um, i i gotta and this is a different topic but i'm just gonna say this if i were making a weedy ball i think i would make the play-doh worm with it the play-doh snake because that's what fish eat is worms so i would turn my weedy ball into a serpentine kind of shape are you saying fish don't eat balls <laughs> well i i they, that's a personal choice but uh uh but, but back to food and weird food and um and todd you know you were talking about treat and spam i just read two days ago i did not realize that spam when it went into the can it was liquid and then yeah. it's baked at you know it, it it's cooked and, and then that's when it congeals into the gelatinous pink goo that becomes spam. <laughs> oh, by the way, and, I, and this is a serious question: Is treat an acronym for something, or is it just? No, it's. I don't think so. I I didn't, I didn't know if it was because spam is all capitals. <laughs> like it's supposed to mean something. Yeah, but I you know I don't know what what is spam. What is that an acronym for? Um. I, I don't know. I'll have to look it, it up. It is an acronym for something. And treat is spelled T-R-E-E-T. Oh. Not E-A-T. Just for all of you out there, in case you'd like to find it on your grocery shelves, I'm sure there's plenty of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, gentlemen, you, you you make fun of it, but have you ever had fried treat or fr fried spam on a sandwich? Um, uh. I, I do recall having spam once as a ute at my grandma's house she had made some and i recall not uh because I, I was kind of ambivalent about it but um you know i did eat a few vienna sausages 
you know, mm-hmm. as a youth, and which I, I can't even smell them today. And um, I, I about fainted when I had lunch duty this year. One of my students, um, it, it, she would eat them. Like she would just open up the can and not cook them and just eat. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You know. Time out. Yeah. No. <laughs> now, <laughs> I don't mean to be a, a snout band and, and interrupt you here, but, you know, you're not supposed to cook being a sausage, Brady. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are. You have no. to be warm. No, no, no you're not. <laughs> That's how no. I always ate it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, my mother, well, they would be heated up in a pan. No, that's gross. <laughs> no way. That, that, that's uncooked. You know, nobody wants grill marks on their Viennas. Oh well, why not? Because I mean, I mean, you, you know, you know. Now that I knew, I just thought it was some fancy sausage from a European capital. I didn't know that it was, you know. Now that I find out, it, it's like questionable product. You know, um, Freddy, you afraid? You afraid you'll get trichinosis or what? I don't know, but I always thought it was. You know, I always cooked because you know. Uh, there, there's that layer of it, 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 it looks like Vaseline that comes off the top of it, uh-huh. a petroleum product. And I watched her open it, and there was that congealed ooze. And, and I just about went down. Uh-huh. I was like, I can't look at this. I can't look at this at all. I got to walk away. Well, what you have to do, because they they weren't terse enough to hold up to a fork poking. <laughs> so you, so you, you had a hard time stabbing them and pulling them out like you could a regular Frankfurter. So you had to turn the can upside down. Slap it one time on the bottom of the can, and all of them come out in one mold. <laughs> and then you can start picking the weenies off of the the mound. Oh, there's just nothing. Oh man! Not but you do not. Three you, days. You, you absolutely do. If people, if you're listening, you do not heat Vienna sausages up. They are not. You don't fry them. You don't microwave them. You don't. I, I don't even know how they hold up to heat. Very well, thank you. <laughs> they, 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 they were just like, yeah, they, they, they were just like a miniature hot dog. Uh, I, no, I, okay, I, I'm being serious. This is the first time I've ever heard that it's abnormal to cook them. I just thought people were weird for eating them raw. See, this is the first time I've heard of anyone cooking them. Well, this, <laughs> so this, yes, this is a special episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> a Vienna sausage on a cracker, a little dab of mustard oh. is almost as good as it gets. Ugh, mustard is okay. up the devil too. I uh, don't like mustard. Okay, I, I don't mean to cut the Vienna sausage conversation short here, but <laughs> I I, I want to get back to the treat. <laughs> pun no pun intended there. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking at an image here on the internet. <laughs> I bet you are uh, a little too early for a <laughs> circumcision joke there, Fiscus. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> no, an an image of treat, a can of treat, an empty can of treat with the treat sitting on a plate after being just dumped out of the can. Now it looks like dog food. And I, and I and I can hear that sound in my mind when you AI? Go Brady, ahead. here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Treat hitting a plate coming out of the can. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, the, there's got to be a plopping sound in there. Wait a minute. 
There, there it was right there. Together, Brady, we pulled it off. There we go. Uh. So, so the can, the empty can in the image says, Armor Treat, T-R-E-E-T. Does that Baked. mean your intestines need to be armored to eat it? <laughs> Probably. Baked Virginia ham taste. <laughs> so there is no evidence of ham in this whatever it is on this plate. It's just tastes like suggestion. Virginia ham. <laughs> Close your eyes and pretend. It's it's like going to McDonald's. Now I will say that McDonald's and I will put ice cream in air quotes because it's they, I believe they call it a dairy treat or some such thing. Frozen dairy whip. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nice enunciation. This thing, this baked Virginia ham taste, what does that even mean? What what does that imply? Did it taste I, like Virginia ham? Yeah. I guess, but uh, but what does that imply about the contents of the can? That it's questionable. <laughs> to say the least. I wish you could look at this picture I'm looking at. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Well, that's another good sign of a, of a, of a tasty treat is a food that when you plop it out on the plate maintains the shape of the can. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, spam okay. does that. Treat does. And by the way, Brady, you mentioned about spam going into the can as a liquid. Yeah. It goes in as potted meat. Pretty much. It's what it looks like. I, I, I don't know, but they say it's completely liquid. It's viscous. And then you, you know, they cook it into f- firma, you know. <laughs> I, Either one of you, a pot, any one of you guys potted meat fans? No. Oh, heck no. See, it doesn't even try to pretend like it's some sort of, uh, uh, you know. Just what kind of pot fancy. is it in? Like who originally put the meat in the pot? And, and like, is it talking about the shape of it? Like, I, I've, I was always confused about the origins of potted meat. Well, it's a spread. You know, Ugh. if they put it in a pitcher, would it be pitcher meat? <laughs> like, is it the container it's kept in? Which we can't talk about treat, and then we'll move on to some other kind of weird foods. Although this is fascinating, there was a movie that um, was kind of poking fun at treat and spam. But anyway, they called it smeat. S M E A T. That always amused me because they were eating smeat. Anyway, um, does let's, let's have a let's have a poll. We've never done a poll on our. Let's have a poll and have people pick. Do they <laughs> have them pick between spam and treat? Which do they prefer, spam or treat? Can we set that up on our Facebook page somehow? Uh, we can try, but I mean, what is is there a Three discernible difference between the two. I mean, well, that's we'll find out by the by the uh, tally of the meat poll. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 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 all right then. All right. Um, <laughs> hey, I, sorry. I, can, uh, let me talk about a weird food that now, and this is especially after what we just talked about. This is going to seem relatively tame, but I'll tell you something that I could not eat based on its appearance alone is people that we eat. Like canned beets, um, because even though it's a vegetable, the color and the liquid with it, it always looked like a dying organism, it, it like a like a bleeding, and it's just like there, there's just nothing attractive looking about a beet. 
Uh, do you guys eat beets? I, I don't eat beets. No, no. No. It, I mean, I've tried beets, but no. I mean. Uh, I did finally try it, and I found it repugnant. And I, um, I think beets are a new, um, I, I think people use beets in desserts and things like that to, uh, as a healthier, as a healthier, uh, you know, alternative to other ingredients. In other words, I, I ruin something good. I do not bake or cook or do anything of that nature, so I don't know. But I do know that I've seen that in some, like, diet health books and things. And I know that I uh, – uh, one of the products, I'm not going to say it because they don't pay us, so I'm not going to promote their product. But one of the uh, shakes that I drank from a company, they have an ingredient for a red velvet uh, shake, which I love anything red velvet, and you use a beet in it and it was absolute nasty it just tasted like eating a garden eating the ground a, a, dirt, a, a dirt worm an earthworm hey uh, see a dirt shake that, that's why <laughs> yeah. i don't like mushrooms because i think a mushroom tastes like dirt smells <laughs> yeah i don't like well, you know what they here. grow mushrooms in dirt no i, I know it's yeah right. they grow it in a feces but um <laughs> you know i but i yeah I, I just don't care for them but um, the only reason I, the, when I finally broke down and tried a beat because I saw that episode of Gilligan's Island where they had the uh, radiation infected um, seeds and Mrs. Howell ate sugar beets and then she was supposed to have all this, you know, uh, super speed. So I tried to eat a sugar beet once to see if it really did give you speed, you know, huh. and did it speed did anything it? up? Just my gag reflex, I guess, because it was pretty <laughs> awful. But um, Wait, back to the can. I forgot the canned food that maintains the shape of the can. We can't forget the uh, Thanksgiving classic uh, cranberry sauce. What is it called? Sauce. Yeah, cranberry sauce. My wife loves that stuff, and and she loves the kind that comes out of the can. But she takes it and puts a, a, a you know a mound of it on her on her plate, and then mixes it with Miracle Whip. Oh, eats it that way. <laughs> Yeah, and you stay married. <laughs> I don't so look at Celia, her. Celia, I love you dearly, but please don't do that around me. You'll have to take me on an ambulance. <laughs> oh, so, wow. so, what what is the color of that concoction? It about what you would expect. I mean, if you mixed white with like a a dark pinkish purple, it just gets lighter. I'm going to call it pink. <laughs> pink. pink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to chime in here. So, uh, speaking of foods, and and again, I've I've not tried this. Again, when you go back to eating certain things, they're very difficult to eat when you know what their function is. And I will put gizzards on that list. Gizzards, gizzards, gizzards. just a fun word to say. A gizzard or a liver. I'm not eating either because. Of the function of them. You know, it, it, anything that is meant to clean out the uh, excretory system, <laughs> no, I'm not eating that. I don't care how full of iron it is. I don't care, you know, if it will enhance my blood volume or whatever. I No, I'm not eating that. Yeah, I, I don't touch a gizzard or a, or a liver. Uh, my dad's a big fan of, of chicken gizzards and chicken livers. Now, chicken livers kind of does fall into my first category of foods that you can eat and fish with, but I uh, yes. I don't eat either one of them. I have fished with chicken livers. <clears throat> so I'll give you another one here, and this one's this one's a cult favorite. Now I I don't know why it is, and I'm not sure exactly what it consists of. I know what it's called. 
but I think it is along the lines of our previous conversation, spam treat sort of thing, and that is a McRib. Ah. It, now, is it rib meat, and do they shape it in that little curvy way to make it look like rib? Or it, no, I, th- just- I, I think like you said at one time with spam or treat, I think it was congealed at one time, and like you said, shaped into something. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ribs. It's it's rib taste. If you were to make a can of McRib, it would say rib taste. Well, you know, harken back to one of the earlier episodes where we talked about the Swan Man. <laughs> I always remember uh, – I always called them Johnny Ribs. I don't know if that's what they were actually called. But we in the Griffin house growing up, when I was a teenager, we had Johnny Ribs from the Swan Man long before I ever heard of uh, – McDonald's had a, a McRib – and uh, it was the same idea, except the Johnny Ribs didn't have as much sauce as the McRib and without the onion, too, because yeah, not a fan of onion. But so and, and the reason I said that, Eric, is because it was the exact same shape. It was a a meat waffle or like, you know, like it was <laughs> it, it, it was ribs. Slab of ribs. <laughs> it, it was ribs for our pleasure. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, nicely played. Nicely played. And, and I'll go as far as to say the only reason to make a McRib a rib is is because of the barbecue sauce on it. I mean, whatever's under that sauce, I mean, that could be a possum filet for all we know. Yeah. But it's the barbecue <laughs> sauce, which harkens it to the rib. It's supposed to play to that part of the brain. I will guarantee you that somebody will have a problem with us knocking the McRib because oh, there are oh, people that are very serious about their McRibs and, and those th- thems are fighting words. I was yeah. going to say that that might uh, get us a voice message. <laughs> or two. Okay, a, a few more to throw on the list. I know our alarm went off, but I think these deserve to be mentioned. Rocky Mountain Oysters. And again, I'll go back to not eating something that I know the function of. It's not your bag, huh? <laughs> 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 wah wah! So I think I just about killed Todd. Caught me right when I took a big swig of water. Thanks, Brady. So, oh, man. So, so I guess my main question on this—not that I would ever taste test—a Rocky Mountain oyster could be a bull, sheep, or pig testicle. I don't know if there is a difference in the taste of such things. Sheep from one <laughs> from one animal to the other. I'm not eating any of them. Uh, chitlins are, are another one. Um, it's his entrails, isn't it? Yeah. I, fried pig intestines. <laughs> oh, gosh. That reminds me, though, you know, I don't, I don't talk about my, my mom much on here. My dad is usually the, the character in, in the family that I usually talk about. But my mom, you know, has told some stories growing up from her growing up, and she ate like pig's feet and squirrel brains and, and things like that. So Why? I, I don't know. They grew up on a farm and, you know, it would have been in the late forties, fifties. Where it was necessity and they didn't want to waste anything. Yeah. It's, it's that great depression mentality, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which is much based like Scottish food because that's why Scottish food's based on a dare because, you know, it was rough growing season. So you had to eat everything. Okay. Yeah. And, and and I've got one more here, and and this one, this one runs the gamut, because I've seen it 
all kinds of ways. Some very tasty to me, some not so much. Jello salad. Uh, um, clarify. Okay, so I have seen Jello salad, which I find tasty, that has like fruit cocktail mixed in it. Yeah. Uh, yes. I've also had Jello salad that had actual, or I've seen it, I've not had it, but had actual like lettuce. Yeah. Cucumber, uh, no, not no celery. No, I think when the Berlin Wall fell and the Soviet Union fell and the declassified documents, once again, that was a communist plot to ruin Jello. So, yes, it's a communist plot because anybody that sneaks a vegetable like celery or lettuce or kale into Jello when I'm expecting fruity goodness, they need to be uh, they need to be hunted down and whacked with a tuna bat until I like <laughs> extract revenge because that's that, that's just mean. It's mean. It's a jello slaw. Now Dude. now you remember from elementary school the the jello salad that were in the squares that mm-hmm. fit into the compartment on the tray. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it had fruit in it. Yeah, it had fruit in it. And, and that was that was fine. Yes, a grape or a peach, you know, like like it, you would get banana. It, Banana and Jello is good yeah. because ah, a banana yes. tones the Jello down. It tones the, you know, kind of the tartness or whatever of the Jello down. You know, Agreed. one thing I'd like to add to the Jello conversation, and you mentioned family gatherings and things like that. My family, and I, I don't mean anything insulting to whoever made it, but my family, there were there was always this Jello dish that was. I don't remember the exact ingredients, but I know it was Jello. I think it might have had oranges or you know, uh, something of that nature in it. And then the top of it had a layer of shredded cheese. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. What is that? <laughs> what is that devil stuff about? That's just... I, I, I think it, it, it was a big prank. Is like... Satan's lasagna, that is, right there. It is. <laughs> Ew. Uh. Prank. <laughs> Yeah, it's yes. like, who's going to eat this with cheese on it? They're going to think it. I'm going to tell them. People love it. It was always devoured. I mean, I that, that was an outstanding ad. And that, that kind of goes back to a conversation we've had before about the cheese on top of the apple pie. Like, no. no whoever whoever thought of such a thing. Vladimir yeah, Lennon. Vladimir <laughs> <laughs> Lennon. All right. Good topic. Good topic. All right, so I guess it's to me now, and for us, for my topic, we're going to play around a family feud. Nice. Yes. Are you Richard Dawson? Uh, uh, yes. If I'm going to pick my family feud host, Richard Dawson would be my choice. Keep your lips over yourself, sir. Hide your mouths because he's yeah. kissing you right on the lips. <laughs> over uh, Ray Combs, Richard Karn, Steve Harvey. Did I miss anybody? I don't think I missed anybody there. Seems like there was someone else there in the middle somewhere. It does. Anywho, um, the way our family feud is going to work is I'm going to give you the most popular answers. So it's kind of like a Jeopardy version of family feud. I'm going to give you the most popular answers. You're going to guess the question. Okay? Okay. So... The way this is going to work is each of you get three guesses. Whoever gets the answer, the correct question first, gets the point. All right, so uh, 
We drew straws backstage. Todd, <laughs> you get to go first. Okay. All right. So the answer is, or the answers, I should say, are toilet, airplane, prom slash dance, or shower. Oh, man. <clears throat> Things that make people nervous. Incorrect. Okay. Brady? Oh, yeah. I got, I got, to, I got to make the cross with my... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So it goes to me. Toilet, airplane, prom, and dance. And what was the last one? Shower. Wow. Um, things that you don't... Oh no! I I, I got nothing. I'm all, I don't want to pass, but I got to give something <laughs> something that you don't want to do by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about shower. Oh my god! <laughs> I actually did too. When I said things that make you nervous, I wasn't thinking about the shower. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. I. <laughs> Gosh, I hope my family's not listening. Um, Places that remind you to check your testicles. <laughs> oh. uh, that wasn't a real answer. Oh, man. Let's see. How about things Things that you have to be prepared for? Oh, man. I thought I had it. Um, If it's going to be... Uh, Places that you hope are really clean when you go. <laughs> Not bad, but <laughs> man. Oh man. Yeah, one more guess. So so prom, airplane, showers, turlets. Toilets. Turlets. I'd forgotten about the toilet with my last answer. Um whew. Okay, I'm gonna say places where, where there could be a line to get into. I don't know. Ding, 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 ding. I got what? it? Yes. Nice. Something specific that people have to line up to use or to go. Oh, my <laughs> Wow. You pulled that one out of nowhere. <laughs> it feels man. better than I thought it would to get that right. Nice. <laughs> nice Todd job, one, man. Todd won. Brady, nothing. <laughs> All right. I want some redemption. <laughs> All right. So here's the next one. Water. Ice cream, jelly, oyster, honey. Things that you could use as a topping. Okay. Can you repeat it one more time? Oyster. Water, ice cream, jelly, oyster, honey. Things that, things that you can use to preserve things. Water, ice cream, jelly, oyster, honey. Brady? Things that are easier to eat when they're chilled. Let's see. Things that you do not have to chew before... It, before you eat them. Right. I did have to think on that one, though. 
I, I thought I was close there for a second. I... Things that could be squeezed out of something? Do I have another guess? Or was that three? You have a last guess, Todd. Okay. Um, things that are good for sore throats. Oh, man. Again, very close. Question is, name something that slides easily down your throat. Aha. You know, I was actually going to say that, but I thought that was too too easy. <laughs> All right. I, I probably choke on water more than I do anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. Makeup, comedy, how to juggle... Magic, getting dressed. I think I'm up. Uh, I'm going to say a day in the life of a clown. Oh, man. Things Again, you, I had to think on that one. <laughs> things that you find at the circus. Things on a clown's vanity. Man, you're you're just right there. Things that you find on a mime's vanity. I'm a mime. <laughs> I'm a mime. Oh, let's see here. How makeup, about makeup, comedy, how to juggle, magic, and getting dressed? Those are your choices. Those are the top five answers on the board. Things that every clown needs. Oh man. Things that I can't do when I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the question was, name something you might study at a clown college. Ah. Makes sense. I was close with my clown shoes. Okay, next question. Position at work, finances, infidelity, diving board. I'm going to have to start writing these down as you write, as you say them. Position at work, finances, infidelity, diving board. Brady, you're up. Things that if you do them incorrectly, your spouse gets angry. (laughs) (laughs) If you do them incorrectly. If you do infidelity incorrectly. <laughs> well, obviously. First thing, I can't wait. Like, you can't do a backflip on that. <laughs> I'm going to say things you can do backwards. Position at work, finances, infidelity, or diving board. Brady? Things you jump into. Without looking. Oh, oh you had it. Although that's a really good answer. Yes, it is. That's probably that's probably a better question than the actual question. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Things that can get you uh, in over your head. Good. Kind of what you said, Brady. Good answer. Last, good answer. Last, <laughs> last guess, Brady. I am going to go with I, 
I've got nothing but a funny one. Um, I'm just not. Uh, if nothing else, do. be funny. Uh, things you shouldn't do 30 minutes after eating. (laughs) 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 I'm not advocating that, by the way. Um, Being creative. Bad positions you can put yourself in. Name something a person might lie to their spouse about. I don't know how diving board <laughs> falls into that, but I, I, I now remember these are actual answers given on fans. Yeah, Fuse. so they don't have to make sense. No, I, I mean, I, I remember walking up to the most gorgeous girl on the dance floor, you know, in my twenties, and you know, it's like, hey, I can swan dive. That <laughs> that that just never happened. How how'd that work out for you? <laughs> I landed flat on my head. <laughs> yeah. And it, All right. Your wife asking why you have a speedo in your in your car. It's well, I definitely wasn't on the diving board. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next one again. I will preface this by saying these are actual family feud responses. Okay. Um. And. I'm I'm reading them in order. So the first one I read got the most responses and so on. Okay. So the responses are my food slash drink, my puckered starfish, <laughs> my nose, my mouth, my ear, my eye. Uh, things you shoo your dog away from. <laughs> Again, might be better than the actual question, but no. Um. Wow. Things that you don't want to find hair at. (laughs) At. (laughs) Hair at like their locations. Oh my gosh! Um, uh, places, places that you you don't want flies around. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you need to hear the responses again? Yes, one more time, please. please. Obviously, I'm hung up on a couple of them. <laughs> my food slash drink. My puckered starfish, <laughs> my nose, my mouth, my ear, my eye. Stick up with the flies. <laughs> uh, th- th- things that you don't want to drop your straw into? <laughs> <laughs> And, and I'm well, well, some I know of that what, might take quite <laughs> quite the contortionism. And, and I know one of those if the straw drops into it. <laughs> <laughs> and you all can decide which one that is. <laughs> like a pencil in a coffee can. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, wow. All right, I got one more guess. I'm going to make it a good one. Um, how about things... Uh, I don't know. I had something, but I, I lost it. How about things that you don't want to pour salt on? <laughs> While I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you where I was going with that afterwards. <laughs> the, uh, Do I want to know? Me? It is you. Final, final guess. Things that you don't want to lose control of. In an accident? (laughs) (laughs) Again, while I agree. uh, Places where you don't want other people to put their finger. Oh, Oh, good Lord. And I'm telling just an actual, (laughs) an actual family feud question. You were able to find 100 people that actually used the term, and I quote, puckered starfish. Oh, well, no, actually 15 people used that, but yeah. That is amazing. It is amazing. Kind of derm. It it is amazing. All right, last one, according to where I think our clock is. (laughs) Onion, cabbage, broccoli. Garlic, asparagus, corn. Todd, you're up. I'm going to go with things you forgot you ate until the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For different reasons, uh, I might add. Yes. (laughs) Things that cause people intestinal distress. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Although true, not the not the question. Things that you things that you do not want to eat before you go on a date. <laughs> and, <laughs> although I agree. <laughs> um gosh. So it was onions, garlic, um Cabbage, asparagus. Onion, cabbage, broccoli, garlic, asparagus, corn. Things that when you sweat it out, it smells. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say I've ever smelled corn sweat. I, but I'll take your word for it. I that that was the one that was causing me to think. Yeah. Uh, how about <clears throat> things that you can buy at the store or grow yourself? And last guess, Brady. Oh man. Um good gosh. I I you know, I can't even think anything too funny on this one. I, I I'm gonna have to go uh the most popular 
things that you get at a produce stand? Eh. Things that you break up with your girlfriend for smelling like. <laughs> hey. L- Lipton cup of soup is not on the list. So that it can't be that. Uh, the question is, name a vegetable that has an unmistakable smell when cooking. Corn? Corn? Again. Again. Yeah, yeah. How many people said corn? Five. Yeah. Yeah. Idiots. Onion, cabbage. Onion, cabbage, and broccoli were relatively close, 29, 25, and 21. Yeah. Those five people were fop doodles. (laughs) Something like that. For Pete's sake, a green pepper has a more, uh, what do you call it, identifiable. Pungent? Yeah. More identifiable aroma than corn. Yeah. Oh, wow, man. Ah, that was a lot of fun. That yes, was, was fun. And Brady wins, or Todd wins one nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Pull, Gosh, pulled, a soccer match. Pulled oh. one right from, and I won't say where, but it was previously mentioned. Is garlic? <laughs> Whatever you like. Hey, perfect. Yes. There's our... All right, I guess it's up to me. It is up to you. All right, so I believe it was last episode. It Maybe not. You guys remember that better than I do. A couple episodes ago, we mentioned it, uh, something about gym class, PE class, and we mentioned the parachute uh, game activity, you know, in, in gym class. So I thought it would be cool to make a whole topic out of fun activities that, you know, either we've experienced ourselves in PE, you know, growing up or maybe seen – other people experience in PE, you know, maybe some things, Eric, you as a principal, maybe see some things as you walk by the gymnasium that are, I'm sure, different than when we were in school. Yeah. So, and we all shared a PE teacher. Right. So I'm sure we played some of the same gym games. So anybody want to start? Actually, we all had the same PE teachers all the way up through, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, wait a minute. I don't know who you had. Uh, We may have had a different one our freshman year than you may have had. I don't think Mr. Yeah. Forsyth was still around when you No, no, I, no, I had Mr. Lewis. Yeah. But we had him as well later on, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Side note. <laughs> All right, so uh I guess I'll I'll chime in first and I I think this is probably the quintessential gym activity/game and that is dodgeball. Yes. Uh reveled in movie and book and other areas of life. Um, The thing about dodgeball to me was, is that it's kind of like wiffle ball in that there are certain things that are variable depending upon who the teacher is, what the venue is. uh, and, And I'll give you a, for instance here, and I'm assuming things were played the same way, Todd, when you went through is when we went through, Mm-hmm. Uh, the rule when you got put out that you went to the sidelines of the other side mm-hmm. and you could still participate in the game. Someone could like throw you a ball and then you could throw the ball at people. You were, you were kind of in a free zone where you could no longer be put out. You could be brought back in based upon getting other people out. If that so- all makes sense. Well, let's go over that. Sniper dodgeball. I've heard it called that before. Is that what it's called? I've heard it called that before. So I remember, 
so you're saying that if you were, let's say you had, you, you got put out and you went to the opposite side on the, the sideline. Right. I thought you could throw balls at them still. Could you only throw the ball to the, to your, you could still throw at the, the your uh, opponents, correct? Correct. That's, that's correct. You, okay. you could still participate in that way. And then when you got a person on the other team out, then your team could determine which person off the sideline came back in. Gotcha. To the game. And, and I thought I remembered a version of it where if you caught the ball, you know how, because if you catch the ball, the person's out. Right. Like, you know, but also that you could then pick someone to come back in. In the most phenomenal. I don't know if that was a rule, and I just remember that it might not be something that actually happened. But well, same idea. You traded one of yours for one of theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you had the ball in your hand and a ball was coming at you, and you would use the ball to deflect the ball, so it would be like the bouncing thing. So you would do the like the reflexes of a jungle cat thing and put the ball up, and as long as it didn't hit your hands, it could recoil off of your ball. And the best move in the world is when you deflected it to one of your teammates who caught it. So that made you (laughs) like the alpha. But now there was, there was the other variation of dodgeball. And I remember this at recess where everyone who was the target lined up on a brick wall. Yeah. And and one person was the thrower. (sighs) And the objective was for that thrower to get everyone on the wall out. What kind of psychotic firing squad uh, yeah. <laughs> reenactment was that? Dodgeball. I remember that, though. Injure the person you don't like with a projectile thrown at their head as hard as you can. Well, and plus you had the fear factor of the ball smacking the brick wall right beside your ear at 70 mile an hour, you know, to... Well, and then, and then there's the bouncing off the wall and hitting you in the back of the head danger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Brady, to tag on to what you were saying about if you could use, if you use the ball at basically as a shield, but do you remember the rule of if it hit the ball and you dropped the ball you were holding, you were out? Oh yeah, yep, yeah. That Not is- even if it didn't hit your hands, if it just hit the ball and you dropped it, yes, you dropped the ball you were holding. Yes, that was uh, obscure. I didn't see that happen too often, but it was a. Um- it was a dodgeball fatality if you dropped it. <laughs> now, there were, when we were coming up through, and there still are two elementary schools in the district we went to school in, but uh, when me and Brady were, and I think, Todd, even when you were coming through there, there were four elementary schools, uh, Ashridge, Decatur, Russellville, and Sardinia. Mm-hmm. So there could have been, although I never got into a discussion with everyone, anyone about this, there could have been, Four different sets of dodgeball ground rules, depending upon the gymnasium, depending upon the teacher, depending upon variables in the game. Yeah, yeah. I never really thought to ask anyone either. I I do remember, and you mentioned recess dodgeball, Eric. I do remember the equipment was different. In the gym, there was a – do you remember those uh, – they were they were foam. They were fo- foamy, like kind of a – by the size of a volleyball, but it was foam. It was right. solid foam. Right. Almost like a Nerf ball with a, a coating on with the outside. epidermis on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we used in the gym. Outside, we used the the versatile uh, – I always called them kickballs. So right. I, I still call them that. But I, I, my recess duty at where I teach is kickball. And, uh, you know, we used the – those, when you got slapped in the jaw with one of those balls – Oh, 
it was much harder. It was much harder on your face. <laughs> they had thread. The, yeah. Yeah. If it's spongish, right, it could it can pull skin away. It can break skin. Yeah, like somebody spun out a tire <laughs> on your cheek or jowl. So on that same note, the worst balls to play dodgeball with were the the uh, I don't know if you call them rubber plastic, but they they were too light. You try to throw them hard and they just float and <laughs> That's yeah. that's no good. No. You no. you you can't you can't do any harm with those and just just not good. As a matter of fact, you you that could even have even the playing field or leveled the playing field in that the worse thrower you were, the better you did with that ball. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. If you had a howitzer for an arm, it would just go awry, but if you yeah. had, if you threw like a Oh, I don't know. A poor thrower. Um, it, it would flutter. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you, you had you had names in your mind, didn't you? You I, were thinking. I I appreciate your restraint. The equivalent that I can give you of the having the wrong ball for kickball or for sorry for dodgeball is, and we've all been there when there are no kickballs, and the only thing you have to play kickball with is a basketball. Oh, oh God, that's terrible. Cushions, yeah, yeah, yeah. Break your toe if you don't. Yeah, you're not careful. Exactly. Break your tooth, man. We we do. Uh, my partner and I at school every year around around Christmas time. We do. Uh, we go to the cafeteria and we do a uh, a snowball fight, which we pretty much just run it like a like a dodgeball game. But we do not allow the when you get out going to the other side and, and being on the. But uh, the kids always enjoy that. So dodgeball never gets old. But you know it's. Whether you're using snowballs, frozen dog poop, it's, uh, <laughs> it's always a treat. Okay, so I chimed in with one. What do you all have? I I remember. Is it okay if I go Brady? I'll oh, go for it. I remember a couple games that I I know I'm going to get the names of them wrong, and, and I'll probably get a couple of the uh, actual movements and, and and maybe the goals and uh, that you're supposed to accomplish in the game mixed up. But I remember. Crab soccer, yeah. which was essentially, and it had its own special ball as well. It was like a bigger, uh, kind of like a soft, more, I guess, more firm than a beach ball. But it was kind of like one of those, kind of like one of those big balls you get in the big, at Walmart in the big uh, bins. Yeah. But it was softer. Right. I know. And what you mean. it was laid in the middle, and everybody was at the opposite ends of the gym and you had to crab walk. You could not come up from your crab position. And I guess you just, I guess you just tried to score goals on each other. I mean, which I think the goal was hitting the opposite wall of the direction you were, you were, you were defending. Right. So if you came out of the crustacean position, (laughs) it was null and void. You had to be, well, (laughs) (laughs) what you always had to watch out for that game though, was step on each other's, Pincers, I guess, <laughs> since you were close, uh, stepping on each other's fingers because you know you're in the crab position and, and you're backing up. Somebody's going forward. Next thing you know, they're pinching your pinky against the gym floor. Oh man, that does sound painful. <laughs> um. And I remember another game started the same way, kind of where there was something in the middle, something put in the middle of the gym floor, and you had to. Was it something with bacon? Or, steal uh, the bacon. Steal the bacon. Steal, steal the, bacon. the bacon. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember much about it other than it wasn't actual bacon. I, I, I can I can tell you what it was where the uh, the teacher, like each team had numbered, like if you have a number one through ten. So the teacher would yell number five and then the fives from each team yeah. as fast as they can to pick up. It is usually like it, it, like a cornhole bag is what we always used as right. bacon and they yep. would snatch it up, but it was always great. It's like, you know, there was always that chance that somebody's going to have a cranial collision and <laughs> end up in stitches. And it always made for some good, mm. uh, some good potential injuries and fun. Did you just run out? Did you just run out on your, on your feet and grab it with your hand? I mean, it was no, oh, like- yeah, yeah. You would, you would try to run your best, uh, 40 yard dash to get from the baseline to the middle of the gym to pick up the bacon. Then, now, there was also a variation that if you picked up the bacon, if the person chased you and tagged you before you hit the baseline, they got to steal the ba- they got to steal to steal the bacon. Ah. Uh-huh. It was duly stolen. <laughs> so I and I will remind you going back to dodgeball just for a moment. That's how the dodgeball game started with the balls all lined up in the middle of the gym and Yeah. People just ran. Of course, I never ran because I was slow and I was never going to get there anyway. So I just let other people run for them. But um, again, it, it it behooved you to have very fleet people on your team so you could get the most balls on your side. I do remember that. Do you remember the games we used to play with the uh, little little furniture cart things? Like the the little four wheel dolly or the four wheel yeah, yeah, yeah. carts. Yeah, I I don't remember what we did with those, but I remember scooters. The, yeah, it, scooters. One and much enough. much like we talked about the parachute, we, when you walked into the gym and Coach Kaiser was standing there and you saw the scooters out, it was going to be a good day. Good yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> Not only were you going to have fun, but there was always that chance that one of your um, classmates is going to get a phalange lopped off by a by a steel wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but not that we ever rooted for that, but it always made the day interesting. There was variations of that. Game. Though actually, here we go. It was steal the bacon, but you would be pushed in a car in, in a scooter. Somebody uh, would push you. Do you remember, remember that? that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was obstacle courses where it was kind of like the um, like the so barrel essentially, race. Essentially, you got a getaway car when you stole the bacon. Yeah. Yeah, but you were pushed to the bacon and pushed away from the bacon. So you had, you know, you had an accomplice with an escape scooter to escape with the bacon. And then there was like, you know, scooter slalom <laughs> races. Um, I remember a game also. I, I don't remember what the name of it was, but I remember it involved basically playing one-on-one, one-on-one basketball and everybody in everybody in the class played and it was kind of like a if you if you scored the basket you stayed out there um do you remember or or if you got the rebound if they missed it you got the rebound you stayed out okay i mean i remember knockout knockout. yeah i don't think that's what you're talking about but it would be a it would be a a variation of that kind of and i remember that but everybody else stayed on the sideline or you're usually sat on the front row of the bleachers and then you had the one-on-one game going on and again if you scored a basket you stayed if you got a rebound, you stayed on a miss basket. And it was always infuriating because, you know, I, I, I was a basketball player growing up and always consider myself a pretty good shooter. But 
you'd get through the entire class and there would always be the one person who never even seen a basketball in their entire life. <laughs> didn't care about basketball, which was fine. I'm not making fun of those people, but right. you know, those would be the people that would just half-heartedly throw a shot up and, and beat you every single time. Yep. People, people who you could not anticipate what they were going to do. <laughs> yeah. Because there are certain things like when you, They're like you said, when you play a sport, there are certain things. You, yes. You, there are certain things you anticipate, but people who don't play that sport regularly might do things that are not in the uh, general scheme of things when you play uh, on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'll give you another one. This is more recent because I don't remember playing this one when we were in school, and I don't know if it was has been a recent invention or or what, but Foursquare, I can tell you that Foursquare as a principle causes the most angst on a playground amongst kids. Really? Foursquare, at least where I've been, is very competitive. I mean, to the point of Lots of fights on Foursquare. Yes. Yes. You know, I do see a lot of kids getting uh, in trouble. I mean, you know, over in the distance in the Foursquare area on our playgrounds. Yep. The, that and the tether ball. Like nobody could follow the uh, universal constitution of Foursquare. Foursquare. Somebody always gets free and loose with the rules. Indeed. <laughs> but I don't have to run the Foursquare yeah. area. Like I said, as a principal, that sometimes can be uh, things that end up in my office about uh, four square disputes. <laughs> I also remember, man, did we do some sort of bowling in gym class? Wasn't there uh, some like with plastic bowling balls and plastic pins? Seemed like it, or or maybe even a maybe there's even a milk carton, a milk crate full of real pins at one time. I don't remember. I just well. Yeah, Why am I, I remembering somebody pushing me on a scooter toward bowling pins? Like it was human, like it was bowling, but a person on the scooter was the ball and your like, partner pushed. Like you were the bowling ball? <laughs> yeah. That, maybe on those carts? On those, or those little four-wheel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was things? talking about. It, Could have been. Maybe that was unauthorized, yeah. but I remember doing that. Yeah. But of course, I, I was... Do you remember... Like, uh, do you remember playing baseball over the hill or softball over the hill? You you carried the yeah again milk crate full of yeah bait. You had the bases in there, and you you know the somebody had to carry the bats, somebody had to carry the balls. Somebody yeah. didn't have any mint, you know no no ba- no baseball gloves or okay okay. So I'll give you another. Speaking of traditional sports that you played in phys ed, which the the thing, and I I know it's all about people getting to participate or whatever, but when you played volleyball and each side had like 15 people on it i mean that to me that's no fun <laughs> i agree you know you there, there's it's not like, enough room to maneuver there are that was like the gladiator coliseum in ancient rome it was just you know a free-for-all yeah I, there was another game too that we played i think it was called butterball you played it with the same balls that you played dodgeball with and I, I swear the the object was just you, th- you like threw the ball in the air, and if I don't know if it hit the ground, like whoever it hit closest to was out. But I remember you could catch it. There was you know that was that. 
just like kind of a defense, I guess, a defensive aspect of it, just like in dodgeball. But that's about all I remember. I just remember it being called butterball. And I don't know why it was called butterball. Yeah, I remember that too. I don't know. Slippery. I'm like, <laughs> well, it was a set. It was the same balls you played dodgeball with. So I don't know. Yeah. They didn't dip them in Crisco or anything before you started throwing them around. <laughs> um, when you were talking about volleyball, this brings the game I was thinking it, it was volleyball, but instead of being played with a standard volleyball, it was played with an oversized, like um, one of the grocery store bin balls. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it was an oversized ball. And this also lends to the unpredictability when, per- when somebody who doesn't participate in the sport, because I had a classmate that would have the same method of returning the ball every time. The ball would come over the net, and he would take one step forward and deliver an Oxbaker heart punch. Um, there's a classic refer- wrestling reference. He would just take one step and a heart punch it over the – and it was really difficult to defend against because, you know, a fist is round, and you would never know where it would go. So if they got the punch in yeah. – and it went over the net. You never knew where it was going to end up, and it was hard to defend. So when you had a you know a puncher on the other team, so. I, I think every every class had a puncher on the volleyball g- court. Well, and our classmate was unusually accurate with it. <laughs> I have no idea how, but it was. Oh, yeah, I always remember being the, the too cool for school fist. kid who uh, too cool for school dressed like one of hated the athletes in athletics. <laughs> well, yeah, and and our classmate wasn't necessarily too cool for school guy, but he was just had had no use for athletics at all. It was just mm-hmm. I'm out there because I'm forced to be out here, and I'm going to do what I need to do to get through this whole situation. So. It, it was a lot like uh, the movie Grease, with uh, am I thinking of the right movie? Yeah, yeah. There, isn't there a, a scene in Greece where they're outside on the fields and like the uh, the yeah right? Well, they they put on the gym shorts and stuff, but still put on their T birds uh, jackets, and the pink ladies still had their pink lady jackets on. And I know it was in Greece too, at least. Uh, yeah, I, I remember a scene from because I remember Travolta being in. Yeah, Travolta was in gym clothes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well. Good, uh, good trip down memory lane there. As always. Good topic. Well, that'll round us out for episode 14 of the Play By Your Podcast. Uh, join us, as always, on our many providers, including our website, anchor.fm backslash Podcast. Uh, other providers include Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, which is our biggest provider, according to our numbers, among others. So uh, our Actually, our newest one is Google Play Podcast. If you have a Google Play Music account, you can find us there. So uh, join us there on any of those. Reminder, you can leave us a voice message if you like. Uh, the link exists on all of our providers, so you can uh, do it that way as well. And we look forward to hearing from you. And we will see you very soon on Episode 15. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website, 
at anchor.fm backslash play it by ear podcast. Thanks again and join us next time as we play it by ear.